Welcome to the Audiobook Loving Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks, the narrators that perform them, and the authors that write the stories, including a special series with narrator Shane East. The Audiobook Loving Podcast is brought to you by Viviana in Chapters of Books. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 10 of the Audiobook Loving Podcast. I'm so excited to have author Kim Lorraine with us today. Welcome, Kim. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I think also you're our, my my first author on this podcast specifically. I know oh. Shane has done it, but I've been talking to a lot of my, the narrators, and so I'm like, ooh, author, uh-huh. ooh, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. awesome. well, you know, and like Shane and I already know each other, so trying to do a Shane meets would be kind of silly. <laughs> well, you never know that you, the two of you together are a blast, and I'll definitely be getting more into yeah. that for people later. But I want. <laughs> seriously people it's a blast um but i want you why don't you start by having um you share a little bit about yourself you know how long you've been writing and how you got started okay sure um so i have been writing for probably let me see six years now i think i've been published for almost six so i guess writing for seven i didn't really start my writing my author journey until i was I had gone back to college after getting married and after having two children, and I went back to school to get my bachelor's in early childhood development and um, wanted to be a teacher. And we had to do, in our our children's literacy class, we had to write a short story that was a, a short children's story. So I did that and sent it to my professor, who then promptly responded and said, hey, this is great. Your voice is really great. Have you ever considered trying to be published? Hmm. And so from there, I I kind of just had that little bit of validation that I needed mm-hmm. to say, hey, I could maybe actually really do this. And so then I wrote my first book. And it took me a long time. And we moved to Japan while I was finishing it. And I was also finishing college. <laughs> and then I queried agents and I got rejected a bajillion times and, you know, submitted to publishing houses. And then there was a small press that uh, offered me a contract and I took it and then never stopped writing after that. That's how the story goes, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, once, once you get started, I was, I was sort of like, I can't believe I haven't always been writing because this is such an outlet for me. And I was always a reader, a huge reader, you know, like people, that's what people would give me for Christmas. You know, I I remember Uh one time my husband bought me like seven of the Anita Blake series by Laurel K. Hamilton for Christmas, you know, because I was devouring these books in a day and loved them so much. And I mean, as a child, I remember going to the library and, looking at these books and not just looking at a book, but looking at the author name and sort of being like, this is a mythical creature who created this amazing thing that I love. And so then to get to do it is, is really, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do the library thing too. It's amazing. Yeah. I love the libraries. Uh, um, the library is a special place. Yeah. yeah. But it's also great that um, you were able to find this, you know, and be able to go into this passion of yours um were you also yeah. a listener as well or have you always been into audiobooks yes yeah I haven't always been into audiobooks I started listening to audiobooks while I was living in Japan 
Um, and partially it was because I have had young children and couldn't anymore, you know, sacrifice my, my time to sit and read with my eyeballs. <laughs> so I was like, maybe I'll try audiobooks. And I started listening to the Harry Potter books before we moved to Japan because my son wasn't talking and he was, I think maybe a year and a half and he didn't have hardly any words. And I was, he's my first child. I was very concerned about the fact that he wasn't talking. And, you know, we talked to him all the time, but then I read this article that was talking about how um, listening to books can help with language development. And I thought, well, of course, like if I'm reading him a bedtime story, he's listening to the book. But what if we start listening in the car anytime we go somewhere? So I got the Harry Potter books from the library and we started listening to those. And that kid started talking and he started like saying Harry Potter spells. <laughs> and he was, by the time he was two. Oh, wow. And then, and then I became a really regular listener once we moved. Like we were still in Washington at the time and it was just for him. But then I started really enjoying it. So we, we, um, and when, once we moved to Japan, I started really listening. And I remember listening to Outlander and just being like, I don't want to do anything else. I just want to listen to this book. So give me a chore to do so I can listen to this book and justify it. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so that's, that is what really got it going for me. Out, Outlander was an amazing audiobook. Yeah, I'm watching. I know they say like, you know, the book's always better. Uh, but I've been watching the show, yeah, which has yeah. caused me to want to go and listen um, to the audiobook. So you know yeah I mean there's a lot on that show that's really worth watching <laughs> <laughs> yes yes he is I mean there is yes <laughs> yeah no yeah I mean just just the just the scenes where he's guiltless <laughs> alone are are worth it so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> everyone wants to Jamie everyone yeah, right? wants to Jamie yeah but you also have a lot of um nice hot guys in your stories um yeah <laughs> <laughs> So I know that from a genre perspective, you currently have almost like your books divided into two, like an erotica paranormal romance and then the steamy contemporary romance. Yes. Yeah, I do. I straddle genres. I I changed my, my name, though, for paranormal. So for paranormal, it's just K, Lorraine. Um, so anytime you see that on a cover, it's going to be a paranormal book. And then Kim Lorraine is all of my contemporary books. So you know that that's going to be, you know, normal people of modern day uh royals cowboys with with no yeah you know no magic allowed no fangs yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah my cowboys are brand new and uh (laughs) oh man I had a lot of fun writing that first one I'm I am in the middle of the second one now and I'm enjoying being on Riker Ranch You know, we have the romance as the overall umbrella, and then we have all these other subgenres underneath yeah. it. But there's also the another layer where you get into the different types of paranormals because you write vampires, fallen angels, witches, mm-hmm. shifters, and then when we go over to mm-hmm. your contemporary, you know, we have the royals, and then you know, tr- you know, yep. handy people that are doing things, and then now, mm-hmm. like you were mentioning, mm-hmm. yes, you have the new cowboys. Where do you get your ideas mm-hmm. for these stories? Um, it really depends. So speaking to my contemporary, um, 
I, my first series was the small town romance um, series, and they're all standalone books, but it was a various inspirational points. Like the first book, honestly, I was obsessed with David Tennant. Loved David Tennant so much that I was watching Doctor Who and I kind of just fell real hard for, for him and his character. And there was a plot thread in there where there were two of him. And she was sort of, you know, she's in love with him, his main character, heroine. And I was like, I wonder what it would be like if a woman was in love with someone and then she lost him and then she found someone who looked exactly like him. And that's how my first book was born. So, yeah, I just, I kind of little things, it could be anything that just kind of sparks my creativity. Well, so definitely inspiration from people around you when you're at the coffee oh, shop, yeah. you know, like the mug says. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Well, and like my cowboys, I was just saying, I, um, my daughter rides and I ride and we go to this ranch and we take lessons and I'm sitting, you know, every week to go to the arena, I'm sitting there watching her ride her horse that whatever one she gets to ride that time because she doesn't actually have a horse much to her dismay <laughs> but, but man this guy started walking down the, it's like a cement poured you know path in the stable connected to the arena and I hear these boots hitting the ground and these I hear the spurs start jangling and I turned my head and I was like good god <laughs> you need a book <laughs> and then so then I was like I'm gonna write a cowboy book that's what I'm gonna do I know enough about western writing and you know start talking with my friends who are really into ranching and my cousin is a, you know her husband was a um like a rodeo roper uh-huh. and they have a ranch so I was able to talk to people a lot about how ranching works and all of that stuff. So it was a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. I want to go to a guest ranch and stay and like do all the dirty work. <laughs> <laughs> See how glamorous it really isn't. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, the thing is like for me, I love riding so much mm-hmm. that I could, I could ride for three hours and not have done it enough, you know, yeah. and, and like all the stuff, taking care of your animal and loving on that horse and, it's all a part of it. So, yeah. But it's very different than my paranormal inspiration. Because <laughs> that's just like, I I don't even know where that comes from, honestly. It's, it's just sort of a suddenly somebody's, you know, talking to me in my, in my, my dreams or in my head. And I'm like, oh, you're, so you're a witch, aren't you? Okay. You know? <laughs> I think you need a you need a sexy Scottish shifter as your mate. <laughs> so yeah, it just kind of slowly comes to me. But my first paranormal was called Waking the Watcher, and it's fallen angels and vampires. And it started out as just a a short story that I just wanted to kind of test out to see whether or not I could write paranormal because I hadn't done it yet. Mm-hmm. And then it just didn't stop, and I. Instead of it being a short story, it became a full-length novel and then became three books. 
And as so apparently, mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently paranormal is something I like to write. <laughs> yeah. And as listeners and readers will mm-hmm. say, it's never really enough anyway. So just keep writing. <laughs> ah, yeah. Yes. I know. That's one of the things everyone's always like, I just wish it was longer. And mm-hmm. I'm always like, see, I don't want it to be too long. I don't want to get to that point where you're like, this didn't need to be so long. <laughs> <laughs> Or just, you know, you give us a taste and then, yeah. ooh, spin-off series, you know. Um. <laughs> uh-huh. And I, I did that. I did that with my wishes. So, yeah, now you get a spin-off of the, of the Fallen Angels. You get my wishes. I'm going back to them very soon. So, they'll be getting a, another, it's a, kind of a combination of both my Fallen Angels and my witches. Nice. Because you have the plans for next year. Yeah. So from speaking of the witches, um, so it's the Siren Coven series, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Siren Coven. So the first book I had, it's like the, the Eternal Desire. And then after that comes yes. Cursed Heart. And, mm-hmm. and the next is how I end up discovering Kim is the Excalibur duet. Uh-huh. Um, so I've never yeah. before um, the Excalibur duet, uh, you know, Wicked Temptations book, the first book, um, had not read you. Um, <laughs> well, I fixed it. You are I not the it, only but, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you're here now. Yeah, thanks. What's well, funny too, what caught me was the cover. So that, that image that you have for your cover is one uh-huh. that I was actually looking to buy to make a cover because oh. I, it's Regina, right? That you, Regina Wamba? Yeah, with yes. Regina Wamba. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wamba. Love her. She is a great supporter yeah. of the authors and of fellow graphic she designers really so I've taken a couple mm-hmm. of courses with her to improve and you know hone my skills to make things yeah. you know prettier yeah. and I was looking at that cover and I was like do I get it do I not get it do I get it do I not get it you know and it just it just kind of caught mm-hmm. my attention um and so when I saw your book I was like oh, there it is that's the cover she got it <laughs> she got it no wonder I couldn't yeah. find it on her and- website <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, you know, it's funny because that wasn't the original cover of that book, of the series of those two. They were different. And, you know, as authors, we, we especially the indie, we have the freedom to change our covers uh-huh. if the book isn't performing the way we want it to. Because a lot of the time, even though we say, don't judge a book by its cover, we do. people do, you know, because you, you want it to catch your eye. Uh-huh. So if it doesn't, if it doesn't catch our eye, we can kind of see that. And if we're able, we can then change our cover if, you know, if we have the means to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to do with those. But I think they really fit it a lot better because mm-hmm. you're able to see that there are two men in this relationship mm-hmm. with this woman. Yeah. And well, while I wasn't able to get the two men touching each other... <laughs> You know, it, it, at least we get the the fact that there's two that there's two guys here involved in this situation. It's mm-hmm. not just, you know, it's not a love triangle. Yes, it's a love uh, thruple. Yeah, you know, all three of them love each other. Yep. all together. So, yeah, I remember when I asked Shane if he would narrate that, and I was like, so. I have a question. <laughs> and that's just, I was like, I know you haven't ever done any male male uh-huh. romance at all, ever. And I don't know you that well personally. And I'm not going to ask a question about somebody's personal life, 
you know, like if they want to volunteer their personal information, great. If they don't, great. But I was kind of like, hmm, how do I approach this? Because I really want you to do this series, but it is, you know, there's male, male scenes and there's male, male, female scenes and there's male, female. So, you know, are you comfortable doing that? And he kind of, you know, like as anyone would, he thought about it for a little bit because, of course, you got his brand and his mm-hmm. whole, you know, situation. And I told him very clearly that I needed, if he was going to do this, I was like, I really want you to do it as, as you, you know, I don't want to put any other names. Because one of the reasons I'm hiring, you know, is because Shane East is Shane East and that's what I want. And he thought about it, and then he was like, yeah, you know what? It's the 21st century. <laughs> yes, I will do this. And I was like, yay, mm-hmm. thank God. Well, that's actually how so, I discovered you, too, because he and I were talking about what he was having on his schedule to, to you know, to narrate. And he brought up mm-hmm. that he had um, this book by you know Kim Lorraine, who is you know it was going to be his mm-hmm. you know first um you know mm kind of thing, and I'm going that's right, mm-hmm. you haven't done anything yeah. like that before, you know. Mm-hmm. Great mm-hmm. that you asked, great that he accepted, but I totally understand again because of the brand, you know. And yeah, so it I mean, makes I, sense. I don't put it yeah. past anybody. Oh, yeah, no. brand wise, you know, I mean, there are authors who write male male or female female under different names because their readership isn't a readership that would embrace maybe reading about a Mm same-sex couple. And that's, you know, I think as a business decision you have to make, the important thing is that you're telling the story. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's the important part. Yeah. So that was part of the reason, A, first, because he was narrating it. um, That's like, whoop. Yeah. Um, And again, that's also why you were hiring him um, from that, Mm because he does have his, you know, his um, following. Right. Well, and, you know, I mean, there are narrators who have huge followings that I personally don't listen to. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to probably hire that person just because I'm also a listener. Mm-hmm. You know, like I want to be able to listen to my books. And so I do also have to really enjoy that person's performance and know that they're going to do my characters justice. And I mean, yeah, you, you can't get much better than Shane East. <laughs> You just, you know, when you've got British heroes, Shane East is pretty much like hot British butter. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it's not, there, there's there's no way around it. So I was very thrilled to get it because I've been listening to him for a long time. Yeah. And so when I had reached out and had him do a novella for me called The Virgin's Sake Fiance. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's going to say no, because this title is so tropey, and he's going to laugh at it. <laughs> and and he might have, but mm-hmm. he did it, and it was so great. And then, and then he did my Royal Virgin series, and again, now we affectionately, those are called All Them Virgins. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anytime, anytime I have versions for Shane, (laughs) 
I'm yeah. like, I got, I got more of them virgins for you. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he enjoys it. But he was also very complimentary about the writing that you, you know, in these stories, um, you know, Wicked Temptation and Immortal Flame, which just recently came out um, as far as the story goes, because he was a little bit like, oh, how is he going to play this? Or, you know, especially when mm-hmm. he's, when they're doing the scenes with each other and he's used to kind of doing both the yeah. male and the female character. Now he has to do himself yeah. with himself. And he's like, okay, yeah. 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 I mean, he's a guy. He probably has practiced that. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I know. And it was originally, I was like, well, maybe I hire like Morgan to Mm -hmm. do one of the other guys. You know, like I could have Jacob do Lancelot and I could have um, Shane do Brooks and and then all the other male characters but when it came down to it I was like he can do all of that mm-hmm. like there's no reason to to worry about it because I think there would have been one thing if like one of the guys was an American and one of them was British because then I would really want this like serious definition between them but the two two British heroes I mean you can't go wrong with more Chinese there <laughs> yeah because I was thinking about that because yeah. because this is do um duet cast you know duet narration. If you mm-hmm. had you had considered mm-hmm. doing it, especially with the three different characters, you know, but um mm-hmm. no, but it's mm-hmm. definitely. See, I would have put Zach as um 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 Brooks and Shane as Lance. If I yeah. was cast, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was doing that, would have been cute. Yeah, um, they they both have strengths in so many different ways. Oh yeah, too. I love them both. Like. Yeah. When Shane and I were talking, because he had come to author from the OC with me, and he sat at my table and <laughs> signed books for people, and um, just you know, he's such a gentleman and so kind and lovely to everyone. And we were talking about the Excalibur duet because he hadn't started yet. And he was like, "Guys, I want to talk to you a minute about you know how you want this done." And I just looked at him and I was like, "Shane, this is what I want." For Lancelot, I just want you. It's just you. Be you. Like you. This is perfect. <laughs> Do this. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I was like, for Brooks, I want somebody a little more rugged. But for Lancelot, you. Nice. And uh, so that, that worked out. <laughs> yeah, it did. It totally worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's how I discovered yeah. you in, in this series. So I immediately, you know, um, I think you and I were, t- uh, we, commented or something and I was able to get the book and then now mm-hmm. I was like timing like literally I stayed up until 12 o'clock last night because it was dropping <laughs> on the t- on the 20th because this is obviously yeah. going to be broadcast later and I'm waiting and I'm like okay yeah. so I'm going to download it so I can get it so when I go to the morning and do my morning routine I don't have to worry about downloading it and you know that can wait listen uh-huh. to the car on the way to work 12 o'clock 12 5 <laughs> and I'm like bloody hell when is this thing going to go through so I ended up you know fell asleep and I check my emails uh-huh. in the morning, and at three ten in the morning is when I get the notification that you know your oh, audiobook audible. is available. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> but I was able. I downloaded it. I got it done. I was listening to it on the way over, um, and uh, loving it. Um, book two of the series. Okay. Where did you get the idea for this series for the for these two specifically? Um, well, I wanted you know each of the witches has a past life that's a famous legend. And so this is kind of a funny story because when I was, 
was writing this originally, it was not a throuple. Originally, it was just Lancelot. And if Arthur or Brooks, you know, if they came back, they were going to be bad. He was be a bad guy who tried to ruin everything. <laughs> so then I'm writing this book, and I'm, I love, love a cheating book. Like, I love it. <laughs> it's, it probably makes my husband uncomfortable how much I love a cheating book. But it's because it's not something I could ever do. Right. So it's very, very much the taboo fantasy thing, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I I mean, I would just die of guilt. I, I can't lie to anyone ever. <laughs> so, so I remember being obsessive as a teenager with the Lancelot and Guinevere story and their tragic love and how she still, in some of the stories she loved Arthur and some of them she hated Arthur, you know, and it was, I remember like reading this book called The Mist of Avalon uh-huh. and there was this scene in there mm-hmm. that was extremely homoerotic between Arthur and Lancelot and then Guinevere is part of it. And I was like, oh, oh, hello. Okay. <laughs> so there's more to this story <laughs> than just what I've learned. So then I started researching and seeing that there was a, a very strong thread of a um, an attraction between those two. And so then as I... Um, kind of continued my research I listened to Sierra Simone's new Camelot trilogy and you know she took it all the way there and made it you know like very clearly it's a modern day male male female romance with a you know modern day um, versions of those characters and I was like yep that's that's why she did that because that's what needed to happen between all of them so then I'm writing this book and I'm kind of struggling with it. Kind of like, what, you know, what's the story? Why can't I wrap it up? And Brooke shows up. And I was just like, who the hell are you? <laughs> like, what? why did you just walk through this door? And he then was sort of demanding his own point of view and becoming this hero that I didn't plan on. And and then I just was like, I got to write two books. This has to be two. And they, they have to be a circle. These guys are all in love. So it was, I don't know, just weird how it how it does that. It just sort of becomes its own thing. Mm-hmm. The reason, too, I was asking, and I literally, like, internally went, he, when you said the Mist of Avalon. <laughs> because as I mm-hmm. love the whole Arthenian legends, I remember getting mm-hmm. the original book of you know the all the stories um yeah. with that old-fashioned cover with the old you know font and stuff like that as, yeah. as maybe as young mm-hmm. as 13 or 12 kind of thing mm-hmm. loved it and when the mist of avalon came out i read that thick ass book because it's thick you know oh it's huge it's huge <laughs> it's literally it's and that's what she said but it is no seriously it's huge yeah, it is. It's so much. <laughs> yes yeah um and then the TV show came out too with a mini series. Uh-huh. So as I'm yeah. listening yep. to Wicked Temptation, I'm going, "Holy hell! I wonder is she, is she, you know, 
if you had read, listened to, or saw, or seen the, you know, the mm-hmm. mist of Avalon, because that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking of, even when I was watching the series, you know, the miniseries and read the book, that there was that little possibility of the three of them. Yeah. Well, you know, so yeah. I was like, wow. And this was awesome, because again, as a huge fan of the Thurian legends, and also a huge fan of that mm-hmm. whole mist of Avalon series. This was like, ooh, like, this is a modern version. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, I think, like, the, I love the past life thing. Mm-hmm. I, I probably I probably lean on it too much, but I just think it's so an interesting concept to think that maybe we've lived multiple lives and we get to try again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hopefully learning the like lessons. For, <laughs> Right, you know, learning those lessons, and you know, in these cases, the witches are cursed, and they remember their past lives, and they remember dying every time, and that's mm-hmm. awful. But like, I just thought, you know, these these legends and stories that I love, I don't want to retell them mm-hmm. really, but I would sure love to give these women happy endings eventually, you know, because it's old government you know she she lost everything yeah. she lost Tristan she lost uh, and Guinevere you know I mean in some of the stories she rides off with Lancelot yep but not in all of them no, you know no. but she still doesn't get to have Arthur and in you know Helen of Troy we all know how that ended so I was like these women got the short end of the stick yeah. so they they deserve more and um so it was just a lot of fun working with their stories and coming up with better ways for them to get better endings. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I liked yeah. the Mist of Avalon was because usually the sister Morgane is made out to be the bad uh-huh. person, you know, the evil sorceress, the right. one that's jealous, the one that, yeah. you know, is coveting the mm-hmm. the crown. And in the Mist of Avalon, there's a whole lot more things going on. And uh, there, yeah, a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And so Again, not putting that being that because we're coveting something, we're bad kind of thing, spin on it. So that mm-hmm. was something too. Yeah. 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 It's more that it like messes with your judgment, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. that you cut, you, you're so caught up in what you're coveting that you don't think about what you could be affecting other in other places. But yeah. And I mean, you know, she's the bad guy in my <laughs> mind, but I still it was really i think her her um motivation was not out of jealousy in that case it was more out of like a desire for power yeah i get love the spin that you've done on on the ethereum legends and these are really awesome and um you know shana did a great uh, job but um kylie stewart oh she's so great yes i you know turns out that I listened to one or two books beforehand that I didn't really put two and two together, but now with this series, mm-hmm. yeah. And if I'm correct, yeah. she's not British, is she? No, she's an American. Uh-huh. Yeah, she lives in Texas. <laughs> yeah, she's she's really um, very versatile. Yes. She can do, she has a naturally very youthful voice, uh-huh. but she can also do a pretty mature voice. She's done so much for me. I don't use her on everything, but I also, I don't ever use the same narrators for everything because I feel like for me, it's, it's a matter of who's going to represent those characters the absolute best in my brain, you know, like, cause I usually precast at this point. So like when I'm writing Cowboys, I already have somebody in mind, you know, like I already know exactly who I want to hire. And when I'm writing a British hero, I've 
probably already have somebody in mind. Shane, um, Shane has job security, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I also, I, I like to use Jacob Morgan because yep. he does a really good British accent. Uh -huh. And so I kind of um, probably go between the two of them because they're both very uh, talented and they're able, to, they, they understand my voice pretty well too, which is really important, you know, because you need a narrator to be able to interpret your words in a, in a way that makes it easy for you to proof your book. Because if they don't understand your voice, then the inflection will be wrong and the interpretation of the character won't match at all what you want. So I think that's it's a good partnership to have. Mm -hmm. What's important, I've always said, mm -hmm. and, and I think I've even said that I'll continue to say it, that who you cast for your stories and as from a narrative perspective is extremely important because they can totally make or break a book. I've loved books Absolutely. and I've started listening and I'm like, can't do it. Captain cannot, will not. Mm -mm. And then on the other flip side, mm -mm. I started reading books and I'm going, Oh my God, I'm going to burn you. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I picked up the audio yeah. and I'm like, Oh, you know? Yeah. I mean, there have been books. I feel like there are some books that might only have been lack, like maybe lackluster for me as I was reading them, but the performance elevated it so much that I was able to really enjoy it because I was, in it more but i'm an auditory learner so for me i'll always want to listen unless it's a narrator that i doesn't particularly like you know make me feel all happy so <laughs> you know because we, we all have voices that that don't resonate with us yes and they, they can be people that other people absolutely love and people who are super talented but my ears just don't like it mm -hmm. and you know that's I think there's nothing you can really do about that. No. Yeah, and also it's about fitting the character right. Now, are you, have you gotten to the point when, when you're writing the story you, and you were saying that you already had kind of an idea about casting, are you hearing the characters in those voices? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. I am. I um, write with that person in my head at that point you know and I'm like okay I know I'm gonna cast like I'm gonna cast Aaron Shedlock for this book so Aaron is in my head and I'm probably already talking to Aaron and being like hey <laughs> heads up yep <laughs> this is probably this is probably coming your way friend you know like it's you know and I'll like text Zach and be like so how's your Irish <laughs> you know <laughs> And he'll be, he'll be, yeah, he's always like, yep, it's good, it's yep. great, you know, so. And the same thing yeah, for I the think it's important. right? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think I have a little bit of, I always hear my male narrator stronger than I hear my female. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I have to put you on speakerphone because my headphones are losing all their battery. No, that's fine. But I, I think, um male voices for me as a listener are really important which is unfair to female narrators because they are just as important but my ear likes the male narrator more mm -hmm. so I tend to be a little more like I've got wiggle room with my females but I definitely have like a, this woman has an older, more mature voice. This woman has a young, light voice. 
And so then I kind of cast based on that thought versus hearing a particular person. No, yeah, yeah I, I think it's a, when it comes down to the male, sometimes we tend to be a bit more picky um, as listeners as well, because there's so many different nuances. I mean, like Shane has a, a, you know, can have this deeper voice. Zachary also has, can do this very emotional, like he like comes mm-hmm. with a heart kind of voice and he can still do mm-hmm. sexy alpha male and still be the guy next door. Um, Will and Wyatt's another one too that, um, you know, has that gruffy voice when he wants to and have that other side of it too. But also when they come yeah. down to how they do their female voices, that's where I start. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. That's a pet peeve of really mine. Important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really important. Yeah, really important. pet peeve of mine. Yeah. So that's and all. it is one of the reasons that I do duet for most everything mm-hmm. because I'm so picky about that. I don't like to be thrown out of the book. And so for me, that means getting used to somebody else doing a voice when we switch POV. So I much prefer to do duet narration because then I always have a consistent voice for each character mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah. So, which I know some people don't like duet because it's, it's, it's too jarring for them to have it switch back and forth. But to me, it makes it even more like a movie. Yeah. I think especially for those that see or, you know, either see or hear the stories as a movie, having that mm-hmm. duet style or yeah. multicast is fantastic. Um, I was so used to having just a one single narrator, and then I got used to having dual narration. But because of the Mm fakeness of having the guy voice, the the male narrator is not what I didn't like as far as a girl voice, you know, because you know everybody has different you know opinions on it. My listening ear, you know, it's just there's some narrators that I love them. I'm like, please cast him, please cast him in a duet. (laughs) Uh Uh So it's just one of those where. It, 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 people are picky about certain things, but yeah, I can see yeah. where, you know, you can start hearing the voices because I'll, I'll read us something mm-hmm. real quick. I'm like, Oh, you know, Zach or, you know, Aaron or, oh, yeah. or yeah. all my other boys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like also for me, accents are really important. Mm-hmm. So I need, I tend to write books that have lots of accents most of the time, mm-hmm. you know, and my cowboys, not so much. My cowboys are pretty like, we're from Montana. Everyone's from Montana. <laughs> but like my, even my contemporary, my other, um, my small town series, I have a British lead in one of them. I've got, you know, who comes back and is in every book. And so I need narrators who can do accents. And I know that it's so hard because I have to work really hard. I'm trying to be able to do accents, but I can't. And I laugh. And I struggled. So I couldn't imagine, like, it's hard enough for me to do a British accent. I can't imagine a British person trying to do an American accent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I carry it for a whole book. Or, I mean, I've made, I've made Jacob Morgan carry a Northern English accent for an entire book. And I'm surprised he still takes my calls. <laughs> <laughs> Quality of the narrator, quality of the narrator. You know? mm-hmm. oh, he's fantastic. Yep. Yeah, so well, he is. And his Scottish is really great, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, they they all know, I think, that when I cast them, they're going to have to work hard with accents. Yeah. But it's never just going to be a walk in the park <laughs> with their natural voice. I'm always going to be like, by the way, this guy's Scottish and this guy's Irish. And yeah. 
but you tell them in advance, right? Because I know part of the questions that I sometimes oh, yeah. in conversation with the narrators is that they don't get some information from the author or the or the publisher in advance, and they've almost done, and yeah. then three hundred pages in, they find out that they're British or Russian or you know, right? Other oh yeah, no, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that that definitely happens, and I I'm a really audio conscious author, and not every author is audio conscious mm-hmm. because they're not a listener. But, like, for me, I mean, I had Will Watt do a, um, a novella of mine that is called Until the Stars Fade. And it's a contemporary, but the hero is French. And I love Luke. Love him, love him. He's one of my very favorite heroes. And I remember messaging Will and saying, hey, I've got this novella, and I really want to put it into audio. But the catch is this guy is French, and he's got a strong French accent. And I said, how's your French? He sent me back a voice message of him speaking French. And I was like, okay, there we go. We're good. Hired. (laughs) Yeah, but then I was like, oh, but also he's in America. So all the other male are going to be Americans. And, of course, he just, you know, he's like a chameleon, and he can do almost any accent. So it was very much like, oh, yeah, okay, you've got this. So I know that with him, I can count on him to do a great accent, no matter what it is. With Aaron Shedlock, he can do most accents. And uh, Zach Weber can do most accents. So, you know, those are are great. And Shane Scottish is just to die for. Mm -hmm. What were you saying? It was um, hot British butter? (laughs) The hot British butter. Yeah. That's, he had asked me to do like a testimonial blurb about his voice. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I can actually tell him that it's hot British butter. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think that's what he wants. I don't, I'm pretty sure he doesn't want me to put that. <laughs> I don't think how that would go well but yeah, on the back of a card or on his website, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like that's how I describe it to people when they're like, um, they're like, you know, what, 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 how would you describe Jamie's voice? I've never listened to him. And I'm like, well, first of all, you need to fix that. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's hot British butter. Like, you're putting it on a delicious scone, then you're going to have some tea, <laughs> and you get some hot British butter. Like, <laughs> it's the best of all the things. So, yeah. Yep. I definitely fangirled when he took on my books because. It's been like anytime I get a narrator that I've loved listening to, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god! Oh, I, <laughs> I, I totally my... get that when I'm when I get the opportunity to talk to them on the phone or, you know, yeah, it's like, oh my yeah. god! And you know, it... into becoming friends a little bit on on you know via texting mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I remember like when I first spoke to Shane, I was like literally before I think it started about an hour before I had to call him. Yeah, pacing back and forth. Oh, <laughs> I was nerves. so nervous. Yes, I was so nervous. I was like, "Oh my god, it's Shaney's day!" Oh my gosh. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then, you know, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be on a video call. I have to make sure I at least look presentable. <laughs> my eyebrows have to be done. You know." Oh, you're brave. And I then, was not gonna do video uh, with that man. No. <laughs> I like. Well, he, he he 
he wasn't on video because he was like, I just got up at 11 o'clock and I got up and my hair's a mess. And I was like, oh, for God's sake, <laughs> you probably roll out of bed and look adorable. Stop it. But yeah, I, <laughs> I, I did the same thing. Like when I was in Vegas and I met um, Zach for the first time mm-hmm. and, you know, I was just like, oh, I get to meet him in real life. You know, this is great. And, and then it's, you know, I mean, they're people and they're lovely people and wonderful to talk to. And, and then you build this relationship where you're just like, oh, this is funny. I'm going to send this over to you, you know, yeah. <laughs> or like sometimes I see people who are like gushing about how much they love a performance that somebody's done and then another performance that somebody's done under their pseudonym, but they don't know that it's a pseudonym. Yeah. You know, and they're like, I love this one and this one. They're my favorites. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) so then I'll message, message that person and be like, you are loved everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) All of you. Yeah. There's been a few times where I've had to like, I I will text Shane now and I'm going, dude. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Check this out, and I screenshot, and I sent it to him, and he's like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, like, everyone loves you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all yeah. want They all want to talk to you. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's great because they're voicing the heroes that the readers love, mm-hmm. and what a wonderful thing, you know, to be able to bring to life a character that somebody has loved. So Yeah, but also, like, mm-hmm. nowadays, between, and this is inclusive of the author's, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. you guys were all narrators and authors were like these mystical creatures, like in one of your paranormal. Right. Yeah. And you couldn't. We could hide. Yeah, they were like <laughs> behind this, and they we like we knew where they were, but there was no way to communicate with them unless we did like a, yeah. a mail, you know, a letter and wrote them like a fan, mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. fan mail. Um, and fan then, mail. Yeah. yeah. And um, and they were just so out of reach. And now fast forward, yeah. and I am sending IMs to a Lauren Blakely. Or I'm, you know, mm-hmm. talking to you mm-hmm. now and Shane and stuff like that and Zach. And it's just so much fun. I got to meet Aaron, oh, yeah. you know, a few uh, back in October, too. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to meet Aaron, you know. So mm-hmm. it's really fun. I love himself. Yeah, he's so He cool. is just one of my favorite people. Yeah. And like we well, we just had Tim Page on the podcast on Audibly Addicted. And he is a riot. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't listened to Tim, he's got a really great voice. So yeah. I highly recommend him. You brought up um, your podcast. So not only are you a very talented, um, fantastic author, but you also are doing podcasting with your, how did you put it? Mm-hmm. Platonic soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> My platonic life mate, mm-hmm. Mo. Yeah, yeah, Mo. Yeah, yeah, Mo. Yeah, so she is just, I don't know what I would do without her. She's fantastic. And um, yeah, so Mo and I started Audibly Addicted last, year I think we got the idea going in in February of well so of this year but almost last year yeah and we um were talking about because we we bonded over audiobooks like we both love them so much and and um then it was sort of like hey I got approached by a network and they were like hey we want you to do a podcast what would you want to do a podcast about and I was like, well, I really love audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> and I really love talking about romance. And I really think that romance needs to be less stigmatized 
and we should talk about how much we get from it and how awesome it is. Sorry, you can probably hear my toddler who just got home. <laughs> I'm hiding in the bathroom. Oh boy. Does that work for you? Cause it never worked for me. <laughs> well, I, so my bedroom door is locked and then I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> I was just two layers locked away, but yeah. And, and then we just decided, you know, what we should do is we should reach out cause I know enough narrators at this point. And I know enough authors, let's reach out and start scheduling people and we'll do interviews with them. And it took off. Like I had four months worth of interviews, three interviews every Friday scheduled within a week. Wow. And so, and it's just so much fun. I mean, you know, like talking with people Mm -hmm. and talking about what they're passionate about, you know, it's so great. And so we have a lot of fun and we interview the narrators, we interview authors, we play samples from their books, but we, we just keep it really relaxed. And it's usually a kind of a shit show. (laughs) (laughs) You just, you never know what you're going to talk about because we are not professional like you. Oh, I am no (laughs) prepared with questions. (laughs) You're all prepared. You get questions. You've probably done the research. <laughs> and yeah, we're just yeah. like, so <laughs> tell us about your chair wig, Shane. You know. Good. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we, we have a really great time. And it's a fun podcast. And it's called Audibly Addicted. And you can find it on all the podcasts. Basically. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be putting a link because I have been catching up on all your podcast um, episodes. It's really hilarious. Like, yeah, I love fun. that it's so down to earth that you guys are literally kind of like shitting the shit, you know, and, you know, bringing yep. up conversations yep. that are important. Like I said, I think you, you had, it was with Shane, the whole, you know, LGBT, MV, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. that was a great yeah. conversation that he brought up and, um, and some of the other ones that I listened to. Oh, it was to. so great. Yeah. But it's so much fun. Yeah. And the, I love hearing that passion that you and Mo have, you know, and the rep- the two of you are a hoot together. You know, so it's, it's yeah, fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's just one of those like I want to be Kim and Mo when I grow up. So <laughs> I don't know. There's a whole lot of crazy here. Yeah, <laughs> just fun crazy. It's yeah, crazy. So, it's crazy. It, it is. You should see our our messages because Mo and I message pretty much throughout each day, mm-hmm. and like when I don't hear from her, I'm like, "Are you alive? What happened?" Like, <laughs> but. Just like the just the gifts we share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, when I'm having a bad day, she'll send me a gif of like, oh, uh, who is it? Um, crap, what's his name? Mm, from Panic at the Disco. Oh yes. Brendan Yuri. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She'll send me like a gif of him where he's mostly naked, and I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. Dig gets better with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So no, it's it's great. So it's always great to have those friends in your life that know you and uh, can mm-hmm. make you smile. Um, or you know, haven't you haven't heard from them for a while? They're like, hey, like you were saying, are you alive? Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, they're just they let you be unapologetically you. Mm-hmm. But so, again, that's, that's definitely important. something that I love about your podcast with Mo is that the two of you, there's chemistry, there's you know that friendship. You can see it. It's, it's not something that can be faked. You know, um, yeah. and you both have oh, this love of 
you know, the audiobooks and appreciation and, you know, of the both the narrators and the and the author. So it's just great. So if you guys have not listened to Audibly mm-hmm. Addicted, there's going to be a link inside the, the, the post. Make sure that you're subscribing to them however you listen to your podcasts. And I think it's funny that yeah, you think I'm all you. professional. <laughs> you are. I'm a planner. Because I mean, I've listened. Yeah, but see, like, I've been listening to all of them, and I'm just like, she's got questions, and she's like, research these people, and I'm just like, so, let's look at your Audible list. <laughs> let's talk about what you do. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm hoping that, yeah, I don't know, it's funny. Yeah, which is one of those where I need to kind of have something in front of me, no lie, I currently have a, a Google document um with my things because I'm afraid that we'll start just like chit-chatting and oh my god this and that and I really do want to have you know the the listeners get to know you as an author better and Mm -hmm. I'm literally concerned that I'm just going to be rambling if I just don't have this in front of me kind of you know sometimes so well and honestly like this is how I should be doing mine (laughs) (laughs) it it should be prepared and make sure that everyone knows everybody and yeah (laughs) I mean as I was listening to you I was like oh this is what a professional podcast sounds like (laughs) and I'm listening to you saying oh my god this is so much fun (laughs) (laughs) not that I don't have fun I love talking to you guys it's for an introvert that people tend to think that that I'm very external you know extroverted I you know Uh my my Uh moments of quiet and stuff like that and to you know busy working the day job the side hustle and everything and the dogs and the cats Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. I get to talk to you guys you get me. <laughs> you oh, yeah. You guys yeah. get me. You know, it's, it's like you yeah. can't talk to other people about books because they're looking at you like deer in the headlights. Oh, no. You know? They, they look at me like I am, like, the devil incarnate sometimes. Yeah. They're like, why? You just said such, you know, because like, I forget sometimes that they're not part of Romance Landia. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I can't say that. <laughs> You think I'm a deviant now. <laughs> yes, yeah. Or my favorite, the whole thing that you guys get sometimes is, so, is it working out you being an author? You know, like the whole, like, are you making any money? Like, oh, so how's that, like, well, how's that hobby going? <laughs> oh, God. Yes. My accountant, who is no longer my accountant, oh. has called my job a hobby for oh. two years. Oh, no. And I told my husband after our last one, I was like, we're done now mm. because this is not a hobby. This is my career. Yeah. Okay. So let's find someone who appreciates what I do. So, yeah. Yeah. People do it all the time. And I, you know, sometimes it's a good nature. Sometimes it's like, oh, I want to be a writer too. You mm-hmm. know, like, and I want to start a blog or I want to, and my answer is always like, then do it. Like, if you want to do it, do it. Don't talk about it. Do it. Yep. You got to like, you, cause it's not going to happen unless you sit down and start doing it. Yep, and I tell my guy, you got to commit. Mm-hmm. Have fun, but commit. Yep. Do the research, get for mm-hmm. it, do it. Um, or in yep. my case, I got yep. shoved off that comfort cliff um, by a dear friend uh-huh. of mine. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, you need those Sometimes friends too. That's what has to happen. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. you need the people who are going to kick you in the ass and throw you off the cliff and say, good luck. <laughs> she took a running start. <laughs> yep, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> those are the people you need in your life. Yeah, but it, you know, it's been work. It's been great. I've loved what I've been doing. It's been not God with audiobook loving. The series itself has been five years. Um, are going That's on so six. Great. Yeah, and I get to talk to mm-hmm. all of you guys and vice versa. So I, I'm hoping yeah. that you guys are enjoying these now podcasts that are a bit more frequent than just all the month of June because that was yeah. Um, 
Um, but it's exhausting. I am still as shocked that you're that booked up. You guys do the podcast. Is it weekly or biweekly too? We do it weekly. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we we've had to really slow down though because we have so many recorded now. Mm-hmm. The 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 hope was we really went into it and we were like we're gonna get a bunch recorded so we have a year's worth like and we're got them all scheduled and we're ready to go. And then we just kept getting people who wanted to be on it. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to be like no, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want. I'm not gonna interview. I didn't want to do that because. You know, this industry is a lot of rejection. I think that my podcast is going to be the thing that hurts somebody if they're rejected from it. It's more, I would never want to tell somebody no, mm-hmm. because why would I? You know, I can make time for you. And so I, now I think we're going to start releasing uh, twice a week. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do narrators on Tuesdays and authors on Fridays so that we can get them out a little bit quicker just because we I don't want people to have to wait so long but we are we are officially um going to only record one episode a week from here on out and so it just means people are gonna have to wait longer because we're already booked all the way through January um for now so that's awesome which is good yeah it's fun it's great and we got some really great people lined up and I'm really thankful that people want to talk to us because you know I'm mostly like I'm a nobody but thank you for (laughs) wanting to chat with me yes I know when I when I sent out the emails or the I am depending on who they are and stuff I'm like so um I would love to invite Mm -hmm. you (laughs) if it's okay Mm -hmm. you don't have to they're like stop it I'd love to make okay thanks you know yeah like you got to talk to Sebastian York he said no to us (laughs) (laughs) I was like how did you do that you're a witch (laughs) Uh, yeah that'd be an interesting character right she has one skill set she could get Sebastian York to talk to her (laughs) yeah yeah that's an interesting yeah they keep asking me so is he gonna come back and I'm like well you know he's kind of busy you know recording the books y'all want to listen to um yeah recording every book ever yes and i'm not gonna take that away from you all um no (laughs) and then when he's not doing that he's flying somewhere on you know on holiday like shane would say oh yeah you know on holiday yeah 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 so i'm I'm hoping that maybe maybe next year i can get him you know i send out the emails i ask you know yeah yeah so it's just gonna be i love talking to him he was so much fun again pacing for the hour and a half beforehand was that was like uh-huh. oh my god <laughs> oh yeah yeah I have a couple more narrators that if I get to talk to them I will like do the same thing and mm-hmm. be nervous and so yeah we'll see yeah you'll let me know and I'll, and I'll am you before saying you got this you can do it uh-huh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, okay hold my hand because yeah. <laughs> like I was such an idiot when we had Shane and we were talking I don't know we're talking about how he was you know his hair wasn't all done and I was like oh I took the time you know just joking around mm-hmm. to make sure we looked good for you and he was like oh you look lovely and I was just like oh geez <laughs> <laughs> you just said that in <laughs> <laughs> your British British butter voice yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and Mo could see my face on the camera because mm-hmm. she's in Philly you know mm-hmm. and she was just over there cracking up, up because yeah. she was like, "You almost fell out of your chair." <laughs> I, was like, I know. 
I did the same thing with Jason Clark. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I totally fangirl yeah. looked up. And I just like, even though now, like, I'm mean, bringing him up, Shane, because, you know, I, we have this working relationship with this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, for an example, I still get a little nervous, but now I'm at the point where I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> stop tapping things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop moving. Um, or I'll, I'll see something funny and then I'll send them a text message. You know, I'm going to, yeah. he did a tweet, um, depending on when this is uh, going to go live. Um, I'll have to, you know, show that tweet that I, I'm like this close to texting him and saying, dude, no. <laughs> oh, it's really funny. It's hilarious. I almost did too. Yeah. I was like, do I text him about those sandy balls yeah. or do I just let it go? <laughs> Yeah. It's like, how many balls do we have? Um, we got blue balls, How blue many? Balls. How sandy are they? <laughs> Should we all be concerned? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's yeah, what I say. Mar- mar- marketing people, marketing names and acronyms mm-hmm. are extremely important when it comes down yep. to oh. anything that you do. Wow. <laughs> well, let's just talk about my former junior high, which is now called middle school, mm-hmm. is Paulsbow Middle School, and let's just talk about the acronym for that one. I was like, you are making a bunch of 12-year-olds go to a school called PMS. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's on the letter jackets. That's going to be on any, you know, any oh, memo, oh, yearbook, so fun yeah. times. Yeah. 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 These poor girls are just starting to deal with it, and now they have to be reminded every day. Yeah, and Shane's going to be reminded about his Sandy Balls for a while, because... Forever. <laughs> forever, yeah. Forever. It's Sandy Balls and Cher. Forever. Yeah, totally. Forever. <laughs> He's going to be like yeah, bloody I know element. he wants that Cher. Yeah. He wants that Cher thing to die down. It's never going to die. No, it's never, no, no, no. I mean, you know, you put it out there, you're going to have a reaction, dude. You're yeah. going to have it, yeah. you know? <laughs> I know you do, yeah. but he's such a good sport about it. I love the fact that he, he shares is. that side of himself with us. So, oh, it's great. You know. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, yeah, yeah. I think it's great. I was really happy that he's willing to uh, bring himself out of the out of the shadows mm-hmm. yes. and no longer be the elusive Shaney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like, look at you. You're not a troll. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you not show your face? That's uh, so. the whole thing, you know, pseudonyms and fun times and, you know, that yeah, mysterious of true. what they look like, you know, because you can picture him as, you mm-hmm. know, Lancelot or you can picture him as this character. Yeah. And stuff like that. I mean, I try really hard to never picture my narrator in some of the positions I put them in. <laughs> I'm already embarrassed enough. <laughs> <laughs> about some of the things I've had them say. Yeah. Do you ever like write stuff in and on purpose just for shits and giggles? Oh yeah. <laughs> like if I know they hate a word, if I know they hate saying it, I'm like, you were saying that word at least twice. <laughs> <laughs> like that word is going in there. You're welcome. <laughs> so for sure. Yeah. And then, but then there's times where I'm like, oh gosh, I have made him like because you know in, in romance there are certain things that people say mm-hmm. in the heat of the moment that's really sexy in a book mm-hmm. and then you hear your words repeated to you and you're just like oh lord have mercy you know like I can't believe I made you say that 
So for instance, like Shane in one of the Royal Virgin books did, um, had to say, come over here and sit on my face. Mm-hmm. And I remember proofing that and I was in my kitchen and I heard it and I almost fell down <laughs> because I was so like, oh boy, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot I wrote that. <laughs> what? And he said it and it was a Scottish accent and he said it. And oh then boy. I sent the clip to Mo and all she did was send me a like a gif of like a waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay. I guess that's the right reaction, <laughs> but I'm so embarrassed that I made him say that. Yeah. Well, it's again, so. when I, when I talk and interview the, the narrators, when it comes down to those kind of scenes, you know, mm-hmm. we know how we react as listeners. I mean, we're human beings. We're going to get mm-hmm. a little bit, some mm-hmm. of us even highlight, you know, and, and give it to their significant, yeah. uh, significant others and say, Hey, listen, um, read, learn tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So imagine when it comes down to them having to say it, and they're recording right. it, so they've all had different reactions, and I think always the fun ones are when they're mm-hmm. in the studio with a producer or an engineer, and they have to say these in front of other people, uh-huh. you know. But not just say it, like, just, just think perform it. it. Yes. You know, like, it's, yeah, and so as I was proofing um, Immortal Flame, and Shane's having a, you know, male love scene with himself, I was definitely like I'm not as affected as, as much now mm-hmm. but for that I was and I was like oh boy oh boy here we go <laughs> <laughs> like walking around my house listening to this happen and I'm just like oh no oh no no <laughs> here, here it is here it is and also being very um like attentive to it though because it was so different for him mm-hmm. to do um, and I was very, very impressed with the way he handled those scenes mm-hmm. because both of those men kept their masculine um, tone, you know, because sometimes you can maybe over-feminize a, a bisexual or gay character. Yeah. And he, he did not do that. They were both, you know, very masculine, very in love with each other. And very dominant about what they want and how they want it. And I was just really impressed. Mm-hmm. Which is how we like it. Feels <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> good. Yeah. Feels uh, good. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm um, like, I'm starting, I started this morning. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm so excited to hear how all that like came out again. Well, you'll what... have to tell me what you think. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll text yeah. you and be like, girl, um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, so right before we go, I'm going to do a little game that I like to play okay. um, to get to know you guys better a little bit. Um, so it's a would you rather. So I'll ask you a little samples okay. and you'll let me know. Would you rather one or the other? Um, so okay. And like no explanation why? Um, no, we're not going to pull a Shane East. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Right. He loves to just give you all the reasons. <laughs> And I love that about him. I mean, he says that he's rambling. I'm like, I'm just getting to know you, honey. So just keep talking. Um, yeah. yeah. He so. keeps telling me, telling me all the things. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, would you rather be an unimportant character in the last movie you saw or an important character in the last book you read? Oh, mm-hmm. what was the last movie I saw? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Since the last movie I saw was The Polar Express. 
I would rather be in the book I read, the main character, the most important character. Mm -hmm. So here's one since you're an author too. Um, Would you rather write a novel that will be widely considered the most important book in the past 200 years, but you, but as I say, but you and the book will only be appreciated after your death or be the most famous erotica writer of your generation? Well, I love erotica, so I would rather be the most famous erotica writer. (laughs) Cool. Um, Let's see. Would you rather be able to teleport anywhere or be able to read minds? Oh, teleport. Mm -hmm. And lastly, would you rather be able to control fire or water? Oh, Mm. that's very hard. Yes. Um, water. Yep. Cool. That's awesome. Well, that's that's a little game. Um, did great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Thanks. I didn't know it was a test. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I always find it interesting how people, you know, how they either think about it or they take a moment to yeah. really consider it, um, like it is a test. Um, or they'll start yeah. with the, or if we do this, then we'll have to do that kind of thing. They rationale things. Mm-hmm. So it's always fun to see how. Yeah. Well, yeah, like the the author one was hard because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody wants to be important, but I was also kind of like, but if that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> it's also after you're done, after you're dead. So like, do you want to appreciate it at least within your own generation? Yeah. Or do you I mean, be like... and we're all narcissists a little yeah <laughs> i want to feed my family yeah. so. <laughs> you want to go on that holiday um yeah so absolutely can, yeah okay before we go can you tell us what you're currently working on what's coming up next sure yeah so i have two different things because you know i'm a genre straddler um i am working on the second book in my Riker ranch series so these all stand alone so this is the second uh, Riker brother and his name is Buck and the book is called Bucked Off and um, it's going to be like a fake fiance book which I love so much and I'm also working on uh, Midnight Prince which is the next book in my Blackthorn Vampires world so my Blackthorn Vampires the first three books are the Blood Trilogy and that is complete and then the next one is Blackthorn Bloodlines. And so it's still that same world, but it is a spinoff. And uh, yeah, so I'm very excited about that. And Aaron Shedlock and Emma Wilder are in the studio next month, I believe, recording all three of the Blood Trilogy. I love Emma Wilder. <laughs> I love her so much. Yeah, it was on my list. I had my list of narrators. I had like three pairings. Mm-hmm. And I was like... If you can get me any of these people, I will let you buy these books from me <laughs> and take my control away. But I need these people. And they were able to get Emma and Aaron, and I was like, okay, yes, sold. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. I was actually going to IM you and say, hey, um, for any, any, any of your upcoming books, have you considered Emma Wilder? <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, great. <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah. Well, Lauren Blakely and mm-hmm. I, we talk frequently, and she 
really turned me on to Emma Wilder. And so we were talking and I was like, hey, what do you think of Emma for this? And she was like, Emma's great for everything. <laughs> yes. Emma's great. And so, yeah, that was good. It's nice to have other people who are passionate about audio to talk to and say, well, what do you think about this person and what's, you know, what their voice can sound like and, you know, what's your experience been? And so, it's, yeah, it's a blessing. Yeah. That's good. I mean, she's definitely um, one of my favorite authors and has done so much for mm-hmm. audiobook and audiobooks and That's providing, so yeah, bringing people out there from a narrator's yeah. perspective. So definitely one that so much love having be able to you know soundboard and get off ideas from her you know when it comes down to mm-hmm. awesome yeah well and she's just really knowledgeable and mm-hmm. she's a great business person but she's also like a really she's a great friend and she's very genuine and i appreciate that i like nice people who are nice to everyone but who are genuine to mm-hmm. everyone as well yeah and so this recent release of the cowboy do you have um an eta on the audiobook out of curiosity I am working on the audiobook. Um but and I don't know exactly when it's gonna happen, but I know for sure that Aaron Sherlock is gonna be Clint Riker and do the male POV. And female POV we're not totally sure yet. Cool. And when do you plan on announcing that? Um, as soon as we have him locked down. Okay. Like for his dates and Thank you so much, Kim, for taking the time to chat with me. It's been so much fun. <laughs> well, it was my pleasure. I was really looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. If you guys are not following Kim on Facebook, Twitter, and basically anywhere that she is at, don't wait another minute. Um, you don't have to go hunting yeah. for her links because I will provide them for you. So now you really have no excuse Yay. to follow her. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. Um, again, and she's also a hoot on social media. So if you love her books or if you have not listened to her, any of her audiobooks, I highly recommend. You know, I'm currently listening to, you know, The Wicked Temptation, um, which is actually the first book. Um, so I'm actually on the second book. Um, but the Excalibur duet is fantastic. But I'm, you know, all her books, I actually have them on my library to listen to. So I'll be catching up on those. Um, oh, yay. And then also, if you sign up for my newsletter, I give away a free novella. So um, that is a really good way to kind of try out my books risk-free without an investment. So you can do that on my website. Yep. And it's um, kimlorainauthor.com. And just click newsletter and you'll get a free novella. Perfect. I will include that link too there. So you guys don't have to re-listen to that part. But I would definitely include because, again, she is, I mean, you guys listen to her. She's awesome. Um, cannot <laughs> praise her enough. <laughs> and, yeah, and again, if you guys do like the Arthurian, um, you know, legends, you know, Guinevere, King Arthur, Lancelot, the Excalibur duet is a nice, refreshing, you know, breath of fresh air there. So check that, you know, series out. Which you'll end up seeing some of the other characters in there, which is gonna make you want to go to the other, you know, other books as well. So bonus, you know, perk, go that way. Yeah. We've hoped you enjoyed this episode of the Audiobook Loving Podcast. Make sure to follow us on our social media platform. Subscribe to the Viviana Enchanters of Books newsletter. And don't forget, of course, to submit your this or that questions for Shane to answer the next time that he and I hang out. And until then, happy listening. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Loving Podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchanters of Books. For links and more info about today's episode or the Audiobook Loving series, visit VivianaEnchantressOfBooks.com. Please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast if you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, happy listening.